Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. All right, so we are still talking about love gives, okay? Love gives. This is the season, right? The season to give. We're starting Thanksgiving out. I love Thanksgiving. How many of you guys love Thanksgiving? Yes, I love the whole Christmas spirit. Like Mission Tay wanted the Christmas tree up on Halloween. So we put it up on Halloween. But I'm just saying like just the whole spirit of giving. So that is my mood right now, okay? My mood is like Christmas is here. Thanksgiving is here. It's time to give. It's time to give thanks. I mean, I am so thankful for Love Life Church. I am so thankful for all of the Love Life family. I'm so thankful for our pastors. I'm so thankful for everything about this place. I'm so thankful that when we go through stuff in life, we don't have to go through it alone. We have people that surround us, people that are praying for us, people that are there for us. If you're going through something in in your relationship, you're going through something in your health, let me tell you, you don't have to go through it alone. You can go through it with a family of people that believe in you. You can go through it with a family of people who are praying for you, supporting you. Because love gives. Love gives. And when you love somebody, you will give of your time. When you love somebody, you're going to give of your thoughts. You're going to be praying for them. You're going to be thinking about them. When you love somebody, and love doesn't take, love gives. We got it confused. We get so selfish. We think that if you love me, you'll do this. If you love me, you'll do this. Actually, love gives. If they love you, they're already doing, right? And you're outdoing each other, right? That's how love is. So love gives. I love this quote. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. You can give without loving, But you cannot love without giving. But when you love somebody, you give of your time. When you really love somebody, right, love gives, love gives. So when you love somebody, you know their birthday's coming up, you're already preparing, just saying. You know, if Christmas is coming up, things are coming up, you're like, what am I going to give them? I am the worst at this. I, like, will throw cash at you and be like, hey, because I love cash thrown at me. Like, I don't need a birthday card. Just throw me gift cards. I like Nordstrom gift cards. I like Amazon gift cards. I like Best Buy gift cards. I don't need no words on it. Just, like, just that's it. Like, I'm fine with that. But Miss Shantae is, like, she likes gifts. She hints. Like, like, she hints if she saw something, like, Hint, hint, hint. I don't know what a hint means. Like, I'm like, girl, send me a wish list if you want to give. She's like, I want a surprise birthday party. And I'm like, you can't ask for a surprise birthday party. She's like, well, I've come to learn you're never going to surprise me with one. So I decided to ask you for one. I'm like, all right. I need to grow up in love, I think, okay? I need to grow up a little bit. But anyways, we're all a little bit wired differently. That's just the way I'm wired. She's wired her way, and we support her in her way, and we love me in my way, right? But love gives. I love that. You can, you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Can you recognize that in your life? Like immediately when you love somebody, you want to give with what you have. It may not be much, but you're willing to give what you have out of love. In Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I mean, highlight that, you know, put a star around that. 
Matthew 6.21, for where your treasure is, your money, your finances, your bank account, your bank statement, your debit card, your credit card. Well, credit card is not your money, just saying. Unless you're paying that in full every month. That money does not belong to you. You'll be paying interest on that. So for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I want to challenge you to ask yourself, where is my heart? Where is my treasure? You don't have to prove it to me. You don't have to prove it to anybody. But don't be deceived. Don't think your heart is somewhere it's not. You should actually know where your heart is. Is my heart in my house? In my car? In my jeepy? In the tires? In the truck? In my gun collection? In my, is, is my heart, my treasure in my food? Like, I'm seriously, when I do a budget and I've done a budget, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I spent that much on food. Now it's like, oh, my gosh, I spent that much on vitamins. I'm like, baby, you're worth it. Like, let's, <laughs> it's a season, all right? Is, is my heart in my food? Is uh, my treasure, is my heart in my phone? Like, I can't live without my phone. Some of these phone bills is getting crazy, too. Like, parents, I don't know how you do it. Like, you got, like, three kids. Everybody's got a phone. They got a minutes plan. They got internet plan. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Uh, in the cable, in the internet, like, oh, I can't live without internet. Without new clothes, shoes, nails. Like, girl, got to got a nail budget, you know. Your hair, entertainment. Some of you guys, like, go to the movies. Movies, no joke. It's like $60. It's like you get a ticket, you pick your seat, the popcorn, and they're like, for 50 cents more. And, of course, you're going to say yes because you're going to spend $7. Might as well spend $7.50. You end up with a $10 bucket. <laughs> you're like, I can't eat all this. <laughs> and with braces, I haven't even been able to really eat popcorn. So that's been a good one because I love but you know what I mean? Where's my treasure? Where is my treasure? Ask yourself. No guilt, no condemnation. Just don't deceive yourself. So you're thinking you're something that you're not. And it's cool to know where your heart is. It's cool. Is my heart in the house of God? Is my heart in my tithes, in my offerings, in my giving, in my giving to others, in my prioritizing my family, in my house, in the income? Like, where is my heart? Check it. So check your heart and your attitude towards giving. Attitude checks are key to growth. So you need to check your heart, check your attitude. Like, what is my heart attitude about giving? God is not after your money. God is after your what? He's after your heart. And where your heart is, there your treasure is also. God's not after your money. He's after your heart. When he can have your heart, he'll multiply your money. It's not about money. The way, the, the kingdom of God has a way of working. And we have to walk by faith. And we have to trust God. And we have to trust God with our finances, with our resources. And he's always giving us opportunity to sow. He's always giving us opportunity to sow into the house of God. To sow into others. There's, if you look and you open your eyes, you're going to see there's God giving you opportunity. Why? Because he knows when that seed gets in the ground, it's going to increase. He will increase that seed sown. But it's our job to check our heart, check our attitude. God shows us very clearly where his heart is. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. 
If I had an only son, let me tell you, I wouldn't give him for any of you guys. I wouldn't give him for nobody. I have no son. I have, like, many, like, that I love as sons. I wouldn't give none of them, (laughs) not one. For God so loved the world, he prioritized, he gave his son. And he gave his son by faith because all of us choose God or we don't choose God. It's up to us. But he gave his son, he gave us an opportunity to be restored back to him. For God so loved, he gave. His only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loves you that he gives. And we are created in the image of God. It's our turn to so love God that we give. We're supposed to love this world back to life. We're supposed to love God, right? We love God. We love others. This is Love Life Church. Loving people, loving life. How are you supposed to love life if you have no money? It's hard for real. It's so important to get your money in order. It's so important for us to talk about this here in church. Because who's going to talk about it with you? That's why we have Love Life University. That's why we have these classes. We have financial freedom. So that we can have, all of us can have an understanding of what God says about finances. Because God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. There's so many times in my own life, I have been a faithful tither since I was little. It's just something in me, like money, I always had money. I always had money. I was a great hustler. Like, I mean, you need a babysitter. You need a bathroom clean. I know how to clean showers. I can organize your closet. Like, I was just always like, and if you, if you knew me since I was little, like, I was going to try to hustle some money out of you. Not like for free, but like, I could do a job. Like, you need your toes painted. I know how to straighten hair. Like, I know how to straighten hair before flat irons, okay? Like, I got mad skills. People didn't know how to straighten hair. I was like, I know how to straighten hair. I started straightening my own hair since I was in fourth grade. I literally got the iron. And I was like, ironing out my hair. Like, I'm seriously, I'm like, you need your hair straightened? I can do it. 20 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. You got the long hair, woo, $100. No, just kidding. I never charged anybody $100. But I, was, I always had money. And I always gave. I would check, back in the day, phone booths. I would check the phone booth. I would check vending machines. Every time we walked around somewhere, I would check, I would check, I would check, I would check. My mom was like, what are you doing? Stop it. Wash your hands. And I'm like, hey, I got 50 cents. I got a quarter. I got a dollar. (laughs) And one time I got $5. And I was like, I was a kid. And I put it in the kids' class offering. My mom's like, why did you do that? And I'm like, I gave. She's like, you don't give it all. You keep some. You could have bought us an ice cream. I don't know what she said. She probably didn't say that. But I always had money. I always loved clothes. I always loved shoes. We didn't come. We came from, y'all like that Walmart, Kmart, um, factory to you, like back in the day. Some of like some of you guys know which places I'm talking about. Like that was fancy. We had yard sales, okay? We had yard sales and Goodwill. Like, we literally went shopping, like, in the neighbor's yard sale. I was like, oh, no, I need a job real quick. That ain't my size. I don't want to wear that. I'm like, I need a job. I'm like, Grandpa, do you have any work? I was always looking, I was working at Blimpy's at 12 years old, slicing the meat, slicing the pickles, making the deli meat, like, hey, how would you like it? My aunt was the manager, and I lied and said I was 16. But anyways, I always had money, and I always gave. I always gave. It was so, giving came to me like, God blessed me with this money, and it's his. It's his. So in my heart, that always came easy. I didn't fight it. 
when they said 10%, I'm like, I get to keep 90? Like, I was given 100% since a kid. And my mom's like, stop doing that. So when I got to keep, not, like, when I actually got a check, um, I don't think I got a check from Blimpies. We was probably getting paid under the table. I got a check from Dairy Queen, and I want to say my first check was like 217, something like that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to open a checking account, writing out my church check. I was like, I am rich. <laughs> like, I honestly, I just, like, I just felt like having a bank account, I felt like I was rich. Since God had me with the $5, no problem. With the $200, no problem. Whatever came my way, I always knew that God had the first 10%. And, and there's first fruits, there's offerings, there's all kinds of things that you get to get involved with, with giving. And I was in a car accident when I was 16 years old. So this is why you wear your seatbelt, okay? So I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. We were in a van, and I flew up to the next row, and the seatbelt buckle that like that where it comes out of the van that thing fell off and I, I hit my head on that and I thought I lost my eye because I'm just like feeling and all I'm feeling is skin so the skin flapped over the eye and I'm like ah my eye my eye and they're like calm down calm down they're like keep your head straight you have a head injury I'm like I have an eye injury <laughs> But I think, like, when you get cut, um, sometimes it feels more dramatic than actually what it is. But you can't see. There was no smartphones. Nobody was over here. Like, there was no selfie mode. Like, nothing. Nobody, nobody even took a picture of what happened to us. So we go, we go into the, um, I know I say this often, but we, they, uh, the ambulance comes. They take you back to the emergency room. And thank God for my mom. She's like, they're, like, going to sew me up. She's like, no, we're waiting for a plastic surgeon. That's her eye. <laughs> She's like, no, no. And I'm, we're like waiting. I'm like, mom, come on. Like, let's go. She's like, no. Like, your eye is messed up. <laughs> they, need, they, need a, they need a professional in here. We're going to get you like stitches like, eh, I'm going to look like a pirate or something. <laughs> Thank God. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, brother. So she's like, no, we're waiting for a plastic surgeon. They need to reconstruct your eye. So, so anyways, we get, um, then I turn 18 and there's a settlement for me. And it is a whole $13,000. You guys thought, I thought I was rich with $200. I thought I was rich with $2,000. Like $13, I, $13,000. <laughs> I won the lottery. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to give my tithes. I'm going to give my offerings. I'm going to give my first fruits. And my mom had this eclipse. Like back in the day, that was like a cool car and had a spoiler. And I was like, I'm going to buy my mom's eclipse from her because she's a grown woman. She don't need an eclipse. She's a mom of five. She don't need no eclipse. She need a mom van, okay, mom? You bought that car for me. When she totally pulled up with the car, we thought it was for us. She's like, oh, I traded in the van. I'm like, you got five kids. <laughs> you traded in the van. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Anyways. So I was like, I'm going to buy my mom's Eclipse. I'm going to put a flame job on that car. I'm going to have flames. I'm going to paint it red, have a flame job, the spoiler. I was like so ready for when that money came in. Thank God that that money waited till I was 18. So when I was 18, the money came in. And I was like, God, what am I going to do with this money? I was like in a place in my life that I just wanted only what God said. And I was like, God, talk to me. Speak to me. And 
that money came and immediately half of that money went to church. Just like that. Because I trusted that God's plans were greater than my plans. I trusted that the seed sown, that I trusted God for the increase. And money would never have me. Money will never have me. It will never move me. It will never persuade me. Because just like that 13 grand is like 13,000, 1,300,000, 13 million, 13 trillion, a billion, a zillion. It's just zeros. It's just money. God is after your heart. And when he can get it through you, he will get it to you. He will use you. He will use you for the kingdom of God. Why? Because he can trust your heart. He can trust that it's not going to change you. All of a sudden you get $10,000 and, ooh, you, your whole life has changed. $10,000 is nothing. People are trading their values. People are trading what they believe. People are trading their relationships for money. Money is not your friend. Money is a great slave, but the worst master. And God says, serve me and I will add these things to you. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. I've got you. Do you see how I clothe the, the flowers? You know, they're never hungry. They're never like, ah, we need some clothes. There's the sun. There's the rain. There's the bees. Everything's working together, right? God's got you. He's not after your money. He's after your heart. For wherever your heart is, there your treasure is, right? So God is not after. He's after your heart. And he's a good God. And he gives seed to the sower. Are you a sower? Can he use you? Because he wants to multiply that seed. So we, we always have seed. Okay, we're always sowing seed for the future. We're always sowing seed for the future, for our future, in everything, in every area of our life. So for our future health, what are you sowing for your future health? Hello. This is such a great, like now I'm a little bit older. Not that old though, just saying. A little bit older. It's so important to be healthy. It's so important to eat healthy. You know, like, like eat your vegetables. You're like, nah. And now you're like, now you're grown, you're like, you have to make yourself. Okay, I don't have a mom that says, eat your vegetables, eat your vegetables, eat your vegetables. Now I have to tell myself to eat my vegetables. So I blend them, I drink them, I smoothie them, like whatever to get them down, right? Because we have to, because it's important. So we're sowing seeds for our future wealth, your future spouse. Or if you're married, you need to sow seeds into your spouse that you love them, that you appreciate them, that you're thankful for them, right? That's why you married them, because you love them. That's why you got a million kids, because you really love them, right? To our kids, we need to be sowing seeds into the future. Our kids are the next generation, but they're the now generation. They are our future, and it is so important that we invest in them. How do we invest in kids? You know how we invest in kids in a, in a good mom and dad solid home. We're bringing restoration back to the family unit where mom and dads love each other and mom and dads get to church and mom and dads, they may fight, but at the end of the day, they love Jesus, right? they just human and they're always bringing the family back to church, back to church. It's so cool how we all work together. It all works together and we're bringing restoration to the family unit. If you're a single mom, you don't have to do it alone. 
There's a church here that supports you, that loves you, that's there for you, that we want to encourage you. We're always sowing seeds into the future, your future career. If it's the season of going to school, buckle down and go to school. Get it done. Do your best right now, especially if you're single. Get it all done right now. Get that schooling done. Get your career in order. If you're sowing seeds into the lost, there's a lost world out there that we, they need seeds sown into their life. Seeds of a smile. Seeds of encouragement. Seeds like a homeless guy I saw today at Red Robin. He's like, do you have any change? First of all, I don't like to give them money because you know what they're going to do with it anyways. But I had, they gave me like an extra whole plate of fries. And I'm like, when I came, I'm like, where did that guy go? Like, I have fries. <laughs> but I couldn't find him anywhere. I'm like, that guy was fast. Like, he was just right here. But like, what is it that I have in my hand to do today? You know, because it's like, yes, I'm going to change the world. Yes, I'm going to help the homeless. Well, I have a plate of fries. That's what I have. Well, let me give it to that guy who was just asking for money. But I literally could not find him. I was like driving the car. I'm like, that guy booked like into thin air. Where did he go? He was an angel. He was testing me. No, just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. But like my heart broke because his shoes were not, um, like one was like all messed up. Or maybe they were two different shoes. But one was not looking right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. There's a Ross right there. What if I could just go buy him a pair of shoes really quick, you know? I just, but what was in my hand was the plate of fries. And what can we do? What, do, what seed do you have in your hand today to sow? What is it? Remember, God's not after your money. He's after your heart because he wants to use you to impact others, right? So uh, what seeds can you sow in the church with your time? your talents, your treasure, your ties, and trust God for the increase? What can you sow into your family unit? What is it if you're a kid? What can you sow into your mom and dad as thanks, as gratitude because you love them? Parents sowing into each other, family units growing. What can we sow into humanity? Like seriously, kindness, just being kind. Like I'm working on being kind. I'm more of a like don't talk to me. Like, I don't, I ain't got time for that. And now I'm just trying to be open. And I'm not trying to be open because I ain't getting nobody's digits. Like, hey, she's open now. No, I'm not. No, thank you. I'm open to be used by God to help others, to help this world. The choices we make today will affect our tomorrow. We always have seed in our hand to sow. God's always giving you opportunity to sow that seed. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. It says, remember this, the farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. Duh. <laughs> the farmer who plants a few seeds will get a small crop. Sometimes we want to plant one seed and we want a major harvest. You know, you want to eat one salad and you want a six-pack. Is that just me? Like, we want to work out one time and be shredded. But that's not how it works, right? It's consistency that is key. Consistency that is key. So, but one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. Why does it say that? Because we can be deceived. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. 
Whatever a man sows, are you sowing in your finances? Are you sowing into your relationships? Are you sowing into your growth? Are you sowing into your personal growth? Are you sowing into your relationship with the Father? Are you sowing, right? A relationship is two ways. A relationship doesn't just happen. It takes part. It takes both parts to be invested. God's all invested. It's our turn. It's our time, right? Um, being generous, being a giver is a choice and a matter of the heart. 2 Corinthians 9.7. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. You must, you must decide in your heart how much to give. Not your neighbor. Like you ain't digging out of your neighbor's bank account. Hey, let me give from your bank account. Wouldn't that be funny? That's not how it works though. You must decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly in response to pressure. Don't give because you have to. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. So your attitude about giving matters. It matters, right? It matters. You know when someone gives something to you and they don't want to give it to you. You know immediately. Why? Because their heart's not into it. This happens a lot in my house with, <laughs> with not actually, but with food. I don't want to share my food. I never want to share my food. I have no problem buying you your own plate or buying you something, but like I don't like to share food. I don't like to share much. That's why I'm single as a Pringle, because I don't like to share much. But how many of you guys know when you're teaching kids, you're like, okay, you need to share with your brother. They're like, no, no. And you're like, share with your brother, share with your sister. And they're like, fine. You know, that's me sharing my food. Can I have some? I guess. <laughs> like you didn't know you wanted someone. We were in line. We never really ask each other to, to like, share something because we don't like that. Not, not any three of us. None of us like that. We don't like sharing our plate. But my nana, my nana always, always going out to eat, she never ordered anything. We just, you order something and all of a sudden nana's picking out your plate. And I'm like, nana, stop it. Grandpa will buy you something. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, Grandpa always let her do it. So I'm like, Grandpa, just order her what you know she's going to eat off your plate. Or order her what she's going to eat off mine because I don't like to share my food. So your heart attitude matters when you're giving. God knows that you're over there like, oh, I don't want to give my tax and offering. It's only 10%. You're keeping 90 and you're over there like, with your whole pruny face, like, <sighs> and there God's working, and God's like, can you trust me? It's like, it's like that whole Instagram picture when you have this little bear, and Jesus got this gigantic bear. He's like, can you trust me? Can you trust me? And you're like, I don't know, I really like this bear. And he's got this huge Costco-sized bear. And you got this little bear that you want at the fair for a million dollars. Right? And he's like, can you trust me? Can you trust God with your giving? Can you trust God with your finances? Can you trust God with your time sown? Can you trust God with your relationships? Can you trust God with your marriage? Can you trust God with your kids, with your teenagers? Can you trust God? Can you? Yes, we can trust God. And it's our heart matters. Do it with a cheerful heart. 
I give, I'm giving God because I trust in you. I'm giving God. There's so many times that we've had highs and lows with our finances because that's life. You know, life's not always a high. Sometimes there's lows. And so many times God has spoke to me, like right before a different season, sell this car, buy this. Certain times, I'm not kidding. And then right when that happened, not even like just like the next week, some pay cuts happened and I was already prepared. I was already things lined up my budget's already lined up how can that happen because God's speaking to you did God cause the pay cut no never but he's preparing you for seasons that are coming it's our job to trust him it's our job to trust him it's our job to trust the Holy Spirit God is my provider, not man. And I trust God and he will provide. I have never lacked in seasons of high and seasons of low. I have never lacked because I trust God. Is God your provider? 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God will generously provide you, provide all you need. Then you will always have everything that you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. You guys ready for this? For God is the one who provides seed to the sower. God provides what? Seed to the sower. We want God to provide answers. And God's providing you seeds that will multiply. He's providing you seeds that will multiply, that it will, it will produce a deep-rooted tree that will produce fruit forever. And you're just holding on to that seed, and then you eat the seed. And seeds is nasty. Seeds are created to be planted. They're created to go deep and grow, not to be eaten. He gives seed to who? The sower. God, let me be a sower. Let me be used by you. You can trust me that you get it to me, you can get it through me. Right? He, he provides seed to the sower. In the same way, he will provide increase. He will provide and increase your resource and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. You're going to be rich for what? To be generous. To be generous to others. As you provide here for the church and the, the church provides for the community, it just, we're generosity begets generosity. We think that if we take, we get to keep. But it's not that way. It actually dissolves. You know, like you eat and you know what happens. There it goes. Just like that. Where's, where's your heart? In my food. Where's your food? In my belly. And at the end of the year, all we have is a greater waistline. Nobody wants a greater waistline. I mean, maybe somebody, but not me. Right? We choose to give. It's our choice. We live to give, we love to give, and we trust God with our giving. He'll provide increase, and he'll provide you with resources. So remember what God's providing you is seed. Seed. In Mark 4, 24, it says, listen carefully to what I'm saying. And be wary of the shrewd advice that tells you how to get ahead in this world. Giving, not getting, is the way. Because generosity begets generosity. Stinginess impoverished. When you try to keep it all for yourself, you never get ahead. Never. You never get ahead. It's not until you lay your life down that you actually find it. 
It's not until you lay your finances down, they actually increase. When you trust God, you put him first, you seek him first, he adds all these things unto you. He adds all the shoes you ever wanted, all the purses you ever wanted. Why? Because I like stuff. But stuff doesn't have me. I have stuff. It comes and it goes. I can sow the stuff. I can give the stuff. It doesn't have any hold on me. Why? Because I know that God is after my heart. And I guard my heart. And I protect my heart. And I, and I check myself. I check my attitude. And I have accountability in my life for people to say, hey, where you at? What you doing? Where are you going? What's up? How's it going? Right? It's so important. That's why we have life groups. That's why we're better together. Because we need people. We need accountability. And if you need accountability with your finances, talk to your life group leader. Like, I'm ready to start tithing. You know, some people are so brand new. That's 10%. And like, hey, help me. What does that look like? And watch your life group leader celebrate your first tithe. Like when I was writing out that check, I was like, woo! It's probably like $27. But I was like writing a check. Like I'm just saying, people still write checks. I still write checks. I gave a check today. All right? Just saying. I like the checks. Check your heart. <laughs> Check your heart. God is after your heart. He's not after your money. If he can get it to you, if he can get it through you, he will get it to you. Remember, he gives seed to who? The sower. That is who we are. We sow of what we have in our hand, and we trust God for the increase. Love gives. God so loved the world he gave. We so love God we give. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.